0: Hey, welcome back, everybody. So once again, to meet our community, the Hispanic business community here in Orange County, powered by the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce and Orange County's only community radio station, OC Talk Radio, streaming live from our studios here at the University of California, Irvine's Beal Applied Innovation Center with our host, The host who knows the most people in this community, John Gutierrez. Hey, John.
1: Welcome everybody to our community podcast show powered by the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. I'm your host, John Gutierrez, uh, here at the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. As you all know, we like to feature our community and leaders and just organizations that are part of us. And today with us, we have Oscar León, who's the Director of Development at Samuel la Academy. Welcome, Oscar.
0: John, thank you so much. Love being here today.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, Samueli is is a big uh, part of our community, of course, in Santa Ana and uh, members of our chamber. Uh, and I can attest that it's it's a beautiful campus. Uh, it's got so much going on, and we're going to talk all about that today here on the show. But first and foremost, uh, for our our viewers and our listeners, we like to always get to know you uh, briefly here, if you don't mind. If you if you don't mind sharing a little bit about you and and just where you grew up, um, and and just how you ended up in this situation, and this position.
0: Uh, Thank you, John. First, let me just say, you have a lot of fans out there, (laughs) because the moment that uh, the announcement went out, uh, a lot of folks said, hey, make sure you say hi to John G., so (laughs) on behalf of those folks, hi, John G., so. (laughs) Thank you, thank
1: you, Hi to all of our friends and fans out there. We appreciate all the support.
0: Yeah, so thank you. No, I'm honored to be here today. Um, You know, I'll I'll make my story short. Uh, It is a long one, but uh, I, I feel so grateful to be here. Uh, For those of you who do not know, I'm actually fairly new to Santa Ana and Orange County, so don't hold that against me. Uh, But I was uh, raised in in Lincoln Heights, Chavez Ravine, a big Dodger fan. Oh, wow. Yeah, but actually I was born in Tijuana. Uh, Father was of Chinese heritage and mother Mexicana, and uh, they fell in love in Tijuana. I was born there and then eventually emigrated to Lincoln Heights. And so... uh, my, my story is, has been very unique and i owe a lot of uh, gratitude to many many people that influenced me in such a positive way and so i feel like uh I'm, i need to pay it forward and so that's who i am as, as a person um
1: well tijuana is known for those delicious tacos right
0: it is but uh on my end my memory is all the chinese food in tijuana because chinese food yeah oh well, yeah oh well, there's a lot of chinese folks who immigrated from china who ended up in Tijuana, Baja California, uh, Sanada, Rosarito. Which is how your parents met? Exactly, so uh, my uncle uh, on my Chinese side, immigrated, uh, that's a whole different story. Uh, everyone told me he's kind of like uh, Jack Dawson in Titanic. Okay. Uh, kind of a, a free spirit. Ended up taking a, a trip, trying to get to the US and uh, ended up in Baja California. Wow. Ended up marrying a Mexicana uh, in Tijuana and then started a restaurant. And uh, the story goes from there.
1: The rest is history.
0: That's history. uh, Went back to China as kind of like a made man and uh, visited uh, his brother, my grandfather. And my grandfather said, hey, you know, brother, you made it. Uh, Take my oldest son with you. And my dad was nine years old, and there he was uh, traveling to Tijuana. Wow. uh, Thinking he was going to the U.S., that's what he told me. And, uh, yeah, ended up in Tijuana. And uh, as as a matter of fact... So your dad was in Tijuana for
1: many years or? oh yeah
0: yeah um when people met my dad my, my dad passed away in 08 but when people met my dad they actually thought he was mexican uh for different reasons but he spoke fluent spanish um wow. loved the mexican culture but full-blown chinese full-blown chinese from from uh, Guangdong in southern china wow. and so that's my last name that is know? so cool yeah he learned the
1: culture he learned the language that's he simulated
0: Totally embraced it. Uh, mm-hmm. a Funny story. I always, even now I get it. Uh, my last name, you know, Oscar Leon. I get a lot of Oscar De Leon. No, I can't sing, right? And, <laughs> and there's times, believe it or not, when I'm out in the community, not not in Santa yet, but more in East L.A. where um, people will say, oh, I'm sorry, they misspelled your name. I said, no, that's actually correct. That's a weird last name. I said, well, it's Chinese. Oh, okay, okay. So anyway, that's a whole different story, right? And so, um,
1: But i think it's important sometimes that you know when we're on the show what happens is as we tell your story of who you are your parents are it it really resonates with maybe what is the motivation behind what you're doing today right true because now you're impacting hispanic latino kids kids in general right Mm -hmm. but coming from those roots maybe that's dear to your heart right
0: Absolutely no. I think you're right. Uh, thanks, Sean, for saying that. I think you know, looking back at my life, I was very, I feel very very fortunate to have a, a biracial lens. Uh, I, I'm I feel very Mexicano. I feel very Chinese. Um, my wife Rosa is from Chihuahua. Uh, we've been married thirty years. Uh, we have four beautiful kids. And Shout uh,
1: out to Rosa, the wife. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yep. She's thirty
1: from, years. That's that's a long time. Yeah. To put up with me. Congratulations. You know?
0: Thank you. Thank you. No. No. Yes. So we have uh, four kids, uh, adult kids, and. Uh, and actually now we're grandparents um, nice but both of us really feel like the what's happened to us in our life with having people the right people mentorships opportunities given to us uh it, it's our responsibility to be able to be there and give it back so thus my association that with samuel Lee academy
1: let's get into that let's let's talk about samuel academy if you don't mind sharing a little bit of the history sure. of it i know you've only been there a few months um, but before the show, we were talking a lot about, about it. And so share with our listeners uh, a little bit more about it and what's going on there. What, you know, what makes you guys different and, and mm-hmm. who you're serving?
0: Sure. Uh, Simone Academy is a beautiful school. Uh, I was introduced to it uh, kind of by accident. I, I was not looking to uh, work at a high school. I did that for over 30 years. Um, and actually, I was looking to pivot into a whole different direction, maybe nonprofit, maybe college work and I came across uh, Samwali Academy. And I was really intrigued by what the school does and how it does it. Uh, Rosa, you know, which is like my better half, uh, she works with homeless kids and foster kids uh, for a different school district. And so when I shared with her this job posting for this school, uh, we were both, you know, kind of taken back by what it does. So, you know, when, when folks drive by in Fairview and they see this beautiful campus, uh, home of the firewall of Academy, they kind of think, well, it must be this you know, uh, prestigious school with a bunch of rich kids, right? And actually that's far from the truth. So let, let's go backwards and I'll tell you the story in, in a quick way. Uh, so 13 years ago, uh, we had two folks, two ladies who were very associated with the Orangewood Foundation. Orangewood is our partner, a shout out to Orangewood. Um, that's right, Christina I, was on the show. Okay, yeah. Right, Look, from there, Orangewood. There's a lot of folks at, at yes. Orangewood that, I, I can't mention everyone's name because there's too many, uh, but I feel fortunate. So let me pause here. I feel fortunate to work with two f- beautiful families, the Samueli Academy family and the Orangewood Foundation family. Um, but really Samuele Academy is an extension of Orangewood. Okay. So 13 years ago, we had uh, two folks uh, who thought, they, they give to Orangewood and say, you know, they're really connected to the plight of youth and foster care. And they realized that youth and foster care, when they get to high school age, they've gone to seven or eight, or nine different schools, right? So like, when you give someone a dream, it becomes very dangerous in a very beautiful way. So they thought, why, why can't we build a school where we can have youth and foster care attend the school and at the same time have a dormitory where youth and foster care, if they choose, can live on campus. So that was the premise of the, of the story right? So Susan Samueli, shout out to you. Sandy Jackson, shout out to you. Yes. And many other folks too, but that's so how it I'm sure started. it took a whole village, right? Exactly. To put it all together. Yeah. It, it, it's never one one or two people. It's really the, the collection of dreams and actions and energy. And so uh, when they started that, they made a really, really important move and they found this gentleman, Anthony Seba, who's the founding and now the current executive director of the school. They found him in Bakersfield, California, and they recruited him and his family uh, to have this crazy notion to come down to Santa Ana and Orange County uh, to lead this school. And at the time, there was no school, right? It was a dirt field. Uh, For folks who don't know the story, uh, there used to be the old Santa Ana hospital, right?
1: Yes, and I gotta say, I used to go to that hospital when I was a kid. And I know a lot of my family members used to go to that hospital. Right. So it is in some, some sort of sacred ground, right? Because a lot right. of us family, friends, people were either in and out of that hospital or were born there, right?
0: Right. No, I think mm-hmm. it's uh, honestly, uh, shout out to the mayor, Valerie Musca. Uh, I think an historical landmark should be uh, considered for the school because of the history of what it was before, what it is now. Uh, kind of full circle, right? Mm-hmm. And so... Um, yeah, so great.
1: real quick, I just wanna point out you mentioned the dorms that are there. Yes. And I gotta say when we did our mixer there for the chamber and you hosted us, and by the way, shout out again to Mr. Anthony Sabah because he was just awesome with us and, and, and his staff and everybody there and Scott and everybody would just they were they were just great. Um I gotta say I was very just moved mm. by the fact that first and foremost it's a beautiful campus to right. your point that you said earlier. The, the classrooms are insane, just beautiful, huge, a different style of learning, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which we'll go into a little bit here. Sure. And then also the dorms that are there for the foster care students, right?
0: Correct, correct.
1: Um, can you elaborate a little bit about that? Because that sure. really moved me, the fact that mm-hmm. they're there certain days of the week and then they go to foster care families.
0: Right, so actually this past school year was the first year the dorms were open. Okay. And so the idea, uh, in essence, kind of full circle idea was It was an opportunity for youth in foster care who maybe did not have opportunity to live elsewhere but they can choose to live in the dorm and then in in a perfect scenario go from seventh grade all the way to 12th grade in one school and live in one space right and
1: that's a very important uh i guess you could say probably i would say in research and history right it shows that that's very important that they're not jumping from school to school, right?
0: Stability. Stability. Okay. Stability creates trust. Uh, these, these kids, you know, have been thrown major curveballs. Uh, so this idea of Somali Academy, we're one of the few schools across the country that has a dorm on campus. It's really a game changer, right? Now, to, to be honest and fair with you, not, not every youth in foster care, uh, wants to live on campus. That's okay. That, that's their choice. Exactly. But just to have the opportunity to do that. Yeah. As an the, option. A, right, an option. So yes. so we do have a separate group uh, on campus who run the dorm 24-7. Uh, people shout out to them. them. Oh, no. It's that a, must be a lot of work. A lot of work, a lot of resources. Now, that's totally funded separately through Orangewood and different folks. But uh, the students uh, are there on campus with us. Um, and so, yeah, it's a beautiful thing. I, I think, you know, if more... Schools across the country and more in California would look at Samuel Academy and what we do for the entire student body, right? So, th- don't, don't get me wrong. You know, we're 800 students, the majority are not, not youth in foster care. And so, we really want to make sure that the youth in foster care on campus are amongst themselves, they're proud, they want to be there, but they're not just identified, you know. Um, so, that, that's really more of the dorm piece. So, right now, our, our goal is to have 48 boys and girls, half and half. We mm-hmm. have three floors. Uh, it'll take time. And so we're being very selective in terms of who, who wants to be there.
1: I know there's a waiting list to go to school here from my understanding.
0: Yeah, so so getting back to who we are at the school. So we're a charter school, right? So uh, shout out to all the charter schools in Santa Ana. You guys do wonderful work. And so uh, let me just say this, you know, we're an awesome school. There's other awesome schools that are doing awesome work as well. So. You know, I, I support you as well. Um, but for us, as a charter school, students can only get in, in three ways. Number one is you apply and then through lottery, right? So if you're selected, then you're given a spot. Okay. Um, next way is that if you're a younger sibling of a current student, you're automatically in. Uh, second way, is if someone from the school works and you're a, a child of uh, someone that works for the school, you're in. But the third one is automatic, youth and foster care. There is no waiting list. The, the child shows up today, they're in. They show up uh, in November, they're in. Uh, the, the premise is that we wanna make sure we have space for any youth in foster care that wants to join us. And that, that's our focus, that's our promise, and we never break that promise. Wow. But, but the, the, the waiting list is real uh, because so many families within Santa Ana and Orange Garden Grove wanna join us. And I think that's, that's the proof in the pudding when you have so many families who are excited about the opportunity and uh, would like to be with us.
1: The grades are, this is not a high school, right? Let's just be clear on that.
0: Right. So in the beginning, it started off grade 9 through 12, but then now we've expanded now. So we're now at grade 7th, 8th. And high school as well
1: okay so like junior high and high school
0: correct, correct I mean
1: junior high is what we used to call it when we
0: were kids right, right. <laughs> now it's called the middle school middle school right, right, right yeah, <laughs> they don't
1: yeah. use that word no more so high. yeah
0: my, my advice to families who are looking to uh, get into the school start at sixth grade because uh, at sixth grade you can apply to get into a, se- a seventh grader and so it becomes harder and harder as you get into the uh, other grades
1: well one of the things that I um, you know I really appreciated was when I was taking the tour and again I highly recommend any listeners, any any viewers, come out and take a tour. You know, reach out to you, I'm assuming, right? Yes. Or, or call the school, set up a tour, right? Mm-hmm. Um, ask for um, Scott here. And, and more than anything, I think it moves you once you're there. It really does. When you're there and you start taking the tour and you start seeing the campus and just what all you all provide the classrooms, I'm right. telling you. And I'm not joking, the classrooms are beautiful. They're huge, just uh, the ceilings are high. Something about the classrooms is mm-hmm. very inviting.
0: So one of the things they did very intentionally uh, when you start looking at the campus is the folks that designed the school and the donors who wanted the school, they, they wanted the campus to be um, what, what students can aspire to be at, right? At times there are schools where it's less than and, and students in this demographic, you know, always at, at times get the, shortened the stick and they didn't want that for somebody so number one the campus thank you it looks beautiful um intentionally a lot of windows a lot of sunlight
1: and, and shout outs to probably the crew that's cleaning it too
0: oh yeah no, no. let <laughs> me tell you
1: when i was there yeah. it is spotless yeah. i mean just beautiful
0: I, I can't mention other names but you know who you are i love you guys and so actually this morning we had a long talk about that how it is so impressive with the, the work very they do, impressive right? very impressive but, but getting back to the tour so you know what we tell folks um Number one, if you're if you're a family that wants a tour, um, you call the main office, and, and that's that. For me, what I do in development, you know, mo- most charter schools uh, don't raise the money that we raise. So people saying, well, you're a charter school, you, you have you have your own money funding. Okay, yes. Yeah. So as a charter school, as a public school, we receive twelve thousand dollars per student, as every other school does in, okay. in California, right? Okay. But we invest uh, thirteen thousand five hundred dollars, so an extra amount in services uh, to make sure we have everything in set for our students. One big thing is you're not allowed to use any of the state money for graduate services. Interesting. Right, so we have a full-time uh, alumni director. Her role is to walk with our seniors and graduates two, four or five years, uh, whether they're in college in trades or business, uh, because they want. we wanna make sure that our graduates know we're with them, right? As they say, as Anthony said, we'll say, you know, uh, as the pack we, we are with you as a pack once you leave our school. Uh, and also in essence a very important role. Uh, John, you mentioned Oscar. So there's two Oscars. There's Oscar Leung and Oscar Reyes. That's right. So he's the director of what's called work based learning. Uh, and so his role is to connect companies to Sunwilly. And so we do two really big uh, it's called career ignition fairs. Shut school down. We bring presenters. I Maybe mean, John you can come as well. And you tell your story to our students, right? Because some of our kids don't understand the complexities of how to get from point A to point B. And it's never a straight line, right? So we encourage folks to really tell their story about how they get into these positions. And so also we ask students to do internships. So juniors to be seniors are required to summer internships. So we're looking for companies who are willing to open up their doors, who are not afraid to have our talented students in their spaces uh to give an idea what it's like right another big thing we do is uh so we have uh folks who are totally dedicated to our foster youth they they walk with our youth uh whether it's good times bad times you know that person that role is so important like a mentor exactly exactly yeah Uh, we also put extra effort into mental health uh, services tutoring which seems like okay logical but no you know, um, you know, John, for example, my, my wife and I, you know, we've been blessed and when our kids were going through high school and they started getting ready for college, right? We would pay big money for the SAT prep course. Of course. Our kids don't have those resources. So we invest in tutoring on campus uh, to make sure they're ready to go. You know, Compare when Prepare them, yeah. Repair. Now, obviously in today's world, the, the college application has changed a little bit, but they still need the extra tutoring to make sure they're successful.
1: Tell us about the gala, because I think this is important that we talk Mm -hmm. about. The gala is um, a great fundraiser to help continue to support all these Mm -hmm. programs and all these services and resources that you're talking about. If I
0: can pause real quick, one important thing I didn't say, and I'll I'll come back to the gala, but thank you for asking. What makes us unique is that we also offer two specific pathways for our students. Um, When you come on campus, you'll, you'll be impressed. Every student is exposed to two different pathways. One is engineering.
1: That's right. You did mention that earlier and before. And one the is show. design. Design so,
0: textiles. Yeah. So yes. So we want to make sure that our students who ha- aspire to be engineers important thing, aspire both for young ladies, young men. To me, what blew me away, and when you come on a tour, you'll see this, is when you go into the engineering room, robotics room, you're you're watching boys and girls work with drills, hammers, you know, uh, being electricians, girls who are pursuing a computer science degree. That's awesome. Know, amazing, right? Yes. So I want to make sure I say that because when you come on campus and we're so many things, it's hard to do it in a maybe a 30 minute show, right? Um, that's why the gala is so important. So yes. the, the gala is our big fundraiser. Uh, this year's uh, gala and theme is uh, a Western theme. Uh, If you want to look us up on the web, it's a a Western Gala to shape their future.com. So um, why a Western Gala? Well, it's fun, right? So I know you're going to be there, John. No formal wear. Got to be cowboy boots, jeans. (laughs) You Uh, know who would
1: love this is my son. Okay. My son, Jonathan, you know, plays the whole Johnny Cash He's got the guitar. He loves to wear the boots and the hat. You know.
0: Is he twenty-one? No, no, no. He's no, in he's high not, school. Sorry, he's in high school. But but yeah, I'm gonna yeah. have
1: to borrow some of his, you know, right, his right. boots and his hat and sure, everything. Sure,
0: sure. <laughs> no, but really, uh, all kidding of aside, really, the the event is really uh, to, be able to sustain ourselves. Uh, the fundraising for our school, we need to raise at least a million dollars a year. Wow. To make sure we have all the needed funding for all the important programs. Right. Where's the so,
1: where is it going to be? Hosting? It'll be on campus. Oh, so, on campus. So this
0: year, we're, we're uh, taking a big step forward. Uh, for those who have been on campus before, we did it in the student union. This year, we moving into the gym. Okay. So we're trying to pack the house, right? Uh, 350 people in the gymnasium. We're still looking for sponsorships. And some people say, wow, that's a lot of money you're asking for. But, you know, again, it's where it goes back to, the impact, right? So we have a uh, sponsorship at 25000 5,000 and then fifteen hundred. Okay. Uh, again, think about it in this way: you know, you're you're, you're making a gift. You're making really you're, you're investing. Contribution, right? Yeah, you're investing in the future of Santa Ana. We we have kids who are extremely talented, who have dreams and aspirations. They're not looking for a handout. They're looking for a hand up, right? Yes. And so the, the gala is super important. You say, well. You know, when is your gala? September 30th on a Saturday. Oh, I'm out of town. I can't make it. That's okay. It's okay because we ask for three things your time, your treasure, and your talent. So you can't come, you can still support the gala.
1: Time, treasure, and talent.
0: Time, treasure, and talent. I mean, for folks, you know, again, everyone's in a different space and different capacity, right? Uh, you say, Oscar, right, right now, I, I can't make uh, a gift, but I can volunteer. Beautiful. Um, I, I can't volunteer, I can give you something, but also I have this idea, what do you think? We're open to new things, um, I, I think, you know, when you come and see the school, there's things that we don't have currently on, on, ta- on paper that are possibilities that you can show to us, right? Well,
1: let me ask you this, yeah. for the fundraiser. Yes. Sometimes people can have, because I know we do fundraisers all the time, sometimes people can have access to like a suite at the Honda Center. Or something tickets to this or tickets to that right things like that that can help you fundraise absolutely at your event absolutely. now becomes part of your silent auction or your live auction right so a lot of it is also the connections one has right so if anybody listening um, can contribute even by providing those resources
0: absolutely I think John you you know at best you know uh, by the way your Estrella your award was amazing uh, what a night to, to celebrate uh, what happened in Orange County, right? Yes. And I think, you know, at our event, similar, but, you know, I think at times high schools or our kind of schools are kind of forgotten. Uh, and I understand. I understand. People want to get involved, you know, where their ROI is shown, right? Like, what's my return on investment? Yes. You know, how is our company going to benefit? And I would say this, you know, your, your company has benefited, your company has benefited from the community. Uh, the Latino uh, power, right? With uh, how the investor money, um, you, you know this best. I mean, the, our community is a, a folks that that give, they buy, and uh, the investment you're making into Somali Academy is for the future of our of our our city, right? I think we have a lot of opportunity to to ex- maybe have more of a of an extension of an opportunity. So maybe you're in a situation where, hey, you, you've been giving a lot and uh, now it's time where you can pay it forward and, and give back. So
1: Exactly. And and again, folks, it's all about investing into those young kids, teenagers that are in a couple of years going to be out in the workforce. And many of us, as we know today, right. um, businesses are struggling to find good workforce uh, employees, right? Right. And what better than to say, hey, I'm going to invest and tap into a great school where there's good kids coming out Mm -hmm. that are going to be potential uh, employees of your business. And the reason why I bring that up is obviously as, as the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, we're involved with a lot of businesses. Right. And you all that are listening and watching can see that. Right now, everybody's looking for better employees, good employees, it's just, we we don't have enough people to work Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, right? After the pandemic, a lot of people moved or went to other states, whatever the reason is. And what better yet to connect with a school who's producing what I like to call young future leaders.
0: Right. Um, Recently we had a a gathering on campus and uh, it's called Authentic Audience. And so what we asked folks to volunteer to come and look at our kids do presentations, and one of the volunteers I won't say his name because you know obviously I, I didn't get permission to say his name, but he says, "Oscar, you you guys are building a bunch of little CEOs." I'm like, <laughs> "Yes, that's exactly what we're trying to do, right?" <laughs> and and yeah. so, but but you know we we need folks to really come in and partner with us, uh, in, in the in the way that works best for you. The gala is a simple one, right? Because the gala is something that. You know, you, you may work in, in a corporation or a company, you know, you, you may have given to Little League, you may have given to this and that. There's always a community grant opportunity. And I tell people, uh, allow us to to uh, share with you the story and allow us to have that trust to go back and forth. The, the one thing that I want to say too about development and fundraising, the, the one thing that we did not want to be is transactional. Transactional is, you know, hey, Oscar, I, I love your story. Here's a check and, and call, call me next year. I will take the check by the way, thank you. But <laughs> I, I prefer that you and your team support the school, but also you and your team come and be present with our students, exactly. right? And, and I think that's a really important thing. And at the same time, how can we as a school help you, right? There's always different ways. People think, well, what does that mean? There's always ways to connect people I think the connecting part is the non transactional part.
1: And and I'll I'll add to that because my background when I first came out of college was I was in the teaching industry and I can say it's not just the students, also the teacher, the the faculty, the staff. Right, because the faculty and the staff are in this every day, so they know all the ins and outs. So it's another opportunity to also collaborate, network, like you said, volunteer. you know, at the gala, it's one of those things where, yes, you're sponsoring, you're supporting, but you're also networking, you're meeting, you know, the community Mm -hmm. within the community. And I got to say that, um, you know, when you drive down Santa Ana, you don't expect to find this beautiful campus in that neighborhood. You really don't. And so that is what for me was very impressive where you know, there was no prejudgment of where it was going to be built. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: And, and and that to me says a lot because I'm from Santana.
0: You no, know, Santana is due to my heart. So yeah. for
1: them to do that there, it says a lot about
0: the school. Th- thank you for acknowledging that. I think the the idea is that it had to be in Santana. Mm-hmm. Had to be there for a bunch of different reasons, right? I mean, we we don't have to get into the politics of what's happening with, you know, Orange County. You know, uh, there's the have and have nots, Right. But I will say this with, with politics there, there is no argument with education that's awesome with, with education there really is the have and have nots right um, yeah and i think it's really important to understand the disparities in education and so we as Somali are really trying to close that gap um, you know we don't have all the answers but i think we're doing a really great job uh, again anthony seba and his team and when they first started the school they, they work their tail off to make this thing happen, right? I, I'm, I'm five months at Samwelly, so I'm kind of at the tail end and I'm enjoying what I see. I'm, I'm, I'm able to present the gift that is Samwelly, but my responsibility is to introduce more people to Samwelly. Uh, to me, the, the, I, I think what makes it exciting for me is when I hear people say, I've never heard of your school. The reason why I get excited, that's opportunity. Yes. Opportunity to introduce you to the school, what's going on with the school. And so uh, if you have not heard of our school or you're saying, what is this school? Reach out to me. I would love the the conversation uh, and just a chance to introduce you to. What's
1: your email? Can we give out your email? Absolutely.
0: Yeah. So it's uh, my first initial O, my last name, L-E-O-N-G, at Samueliacademy.org. And I'm also on LinkedIn as well. And so uh, find me.
1: Yes. So, for those of you that don't know, Samueli Academy is spelled S-A-M-U-E-L-I, just so we're sure when they're you know writing down your email. But definitely reach out, come take a tour, support the gala that's coming up because that's a big fundraiser. It's important we invest back into our community. Oscar, I know the show goes by fast. Paul's giving me the look, the eye. Um, thank you for being on our show. We really appreciate it.
0: It's an honor. Really, it's an honor to be here and thank you for the opportunity and for the warm welcome.
1: Well, folks, there you have it. Again, another great show here at our community podcast show powered by the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Please continue to support us and view us. We'll see you all next Wednesday again and follow us at OCHCC.com and all our social media on Facebook and Instagram. And we'll see you again next week.
0: So thanks for meeting our community today, the Hispanic business community here in Orange County, powered by the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce and Orange County's only community radio station, OC Talk Radio, streaming live from our studios here at the University of California Irvine's Beale Applied Innovation Center.